Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Gray, intellectual property attorney, business coach, author, wife, momager, and biz bestie. I know that creating and leveraging intellectual property is how the wealthiest people in the world acquired their wealth, and I believe it's how you should too. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring and motivating women, particularly women of color, to tap into their own creative genius and use it to create, protect, and monetize their intellectual property so they can build wealth through entrepreneurship. My guests and I are going to share our stories of how we got tired of waiting for someone to give us a seat at the table, so we built our own. If you're tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Docket, where we are going to talk about all things entertainment news. I'm spilling some tea and all things IP. Okay, so just in case we haven't met, I'm Nakia Gray, and I'm a business and intellectual property attorney. And so I've been doing this um, Docket series over on TikTok. People love it. Um, I call everyone in my audience jurors. <laughs> and so the jurors get the way in, they get to say, you know, what their feelings are on some of the things that are going on. And, you know, I have some people, I have some followers, some folks that are like, okay, well, why are the TikTok people getting all this? And we're not getting it on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. So I said, well, you know what? Let me bring the docket <laughs> to the people. Okay. Cause y'all need to know what's going on as well. So I am going to be doing this um, docket series everywhere. Um, and this week, let me tell y'all, we have, we got some juicy stuff going on. Okay. So the first, we've got three things on the docket today. First up, if you haven't heard, Tasha K has lost her appeal in the Cardi B defamation lawsuit. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, the backstory on that is Tasha K, who is a very popular, very famous blogger had put out some information about Cardi with pertaining to a sexually transmitted disease. And Cardi B did not take too kindly to that, okay? Cardi said it was a lie and she was very upset about it. And she decided that she was gonna really drive a point home that, that bloggers can't just put out this type of information and things that are harmful to people that are untrue. And so she took it all the way. She she filed a lawsuit against her. She won that lawsuit to the tune of $4 million. So Cardi got a judgment against Tasha K for $4 million. Tasha K appealed, um, trying to get that um, award and judgment set aside, and she was not successful. So the, the court just ordered this week that the ruling stands, the judgment stands, it is good. And so Tasha K owes Cardi $4 million. So all my jurors were coming up and, and asking me, okay, but does Tasha K have that kind of money? Is she going to be able to pay this judgment? What happens when you get a judgment? And what happens if you can't pay? Like what, how does, how does that work? And so, um, and that's a, that's a really good question. Yes, exactly. Eek. Let me tell you something. That is not a judgment that I want to ever have. Okay. I don't ever want to owe anybody $4 million. So here's how lawsuits work. When you go, when you sue someone, you go to court, you, um, if you are successful and you end up getting a judgment or an award, kudos to you, right? You have won your case. However, 
when you win your case, what you have, my friends, is a piece of paper. Is <laughs> a piece of paper that says that person, the defendant, owes you X number of dollars. That's all you get. Okay. So this piece of paper, it, it looks good. It feels good. You can celebrate leaving out the courthouse, but that's not going to put no money in your pocket. Right. So when it comes to lawsuits like that and judgments, you have to actually collect on it. So what Cardi would have to do to actually get the $4 million from Tasha K's bank account, provided she has it in her bank account, into hers, is she, acts, she has to actually, um, and her, her attorneys will do this for her, she has to pursue that judgment. And so what that means is she's got to go to court and get a lien. She can, she, she can apply for a writ of garnishment, and that is what we, we file when we are trying to garnish someone's paycheck, Right. Um, or their bank account. And so let's let's take each of those separately. So if she if she decides that she's going to get a writ of garnishment for her paycheck, first of all, Tasha K has to actually be employed. Now, from what I know, Tasha K is a blogger and I'm sure she's making some good money blogging, but she has her own business. So that's going to make that a little bit difficult. Right. Um, I can remember back in the day. Fun fact for those who don't know, I used to be a divorce attorney and I was a litigator and I did a lot of child support and child custody cases. And so when we would get a writ of garnishment for child support, we had to actually have that. In, we, we would have to send that to the employer of the person who's obligated to pay. And then the employer is required by law because it's a court order to garnish that person's pay check and send the payments to whoever is whoever has gotten the writ of garnishment. So that's one thing, one way that Cardi B can make sure that she gets her $4 million. The other, you also have a writ of garnishment on a bank account. So what that means is that you can, you, number one, the first issue is you have to actually know where the person banks. So back in child support court, that was pretty easy because you, a lot of times, the parents knew each other and so they knew where someone banked or you might have gotten a check in in um the past and you could see where bank account that was written on in cardi's case though she don't know where tasha k banks so what she could do is she could bring her into court and put her on a stand and put her under oath and say or they could have done this in the during the discovery process um in the lawsuit and ask her where do you bank now y'all know <laughs> that the answer to that question is probably going to be truthful in the moment, but that ain't where she's going to be banking for long, right? So what she's going to do and what people do is they, they will tell you in court, okay, I'm at Bank of America. Leave the courthouse, go to Bank of America, close the account, grab all that money out the account, and then go someplace else and open up a new bank account. So it's really difficult to get a writ of garnishment for someone for a bank. The other part of a writ of garnishment for a bank is that when the court sends that writ of garnishment to the bank, the bank is required to follow that court order and to, and to seize any money that is in the bank account on that day. So unlike a wage garnishment, the bank garnishment is not continuous, meaning if there is $25, so let's just say, you know, um, Cardi B get, has his judgment, $4 million. Let's say she finds out she knows where Tasha K banks. She sends it to Bank of America. Tasha K has a, is a bank account at Bank of America and has $25 in it. On the day that the rent gets to the to from the court to the bank, Bank of America has to send Cardi that $25. And that's it. They're done. So if the next day Tasha gets a big brand deal and a and million dollars comes in, that garnishment is no good. So now Cardi has to go back. So it's very, very difficult 
um, to collect. And there are people that are very, very good at avoiding judgments, right? You can file for bankruptcy, which my guess is that that's probably one thing that um, Tasha K is considering. Unless, look, I don't know her pocket. I'm not One thing I don't do is count other people's money. For all the heck I know, she might have a $4 million, right? But if she doesn't, that is an option that she could do. She could just file for bankruptcy or she could play the game. She could play the long game <laughs> like our like our like our buddy OJ. Right. Um, OJ way back in the 90s lost a civil suit against um, Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown's family. And they got a very significant judgment against them. And OJ has spent his life moving, shaking, moving and, and doing everything that he can to avoid paying that. And sometimes it works. Right. Sometimes it works. The other thing is, I don't know that for Cardi, the money is the most important. I think it's the principle. I will say, too, that Tasha K did um, when she uh, when she announced the defeat and, and losing of the appeal, she did finally issue an apology to Cardi B. I think that that was, you know, that was that was something she should have done, quite honestly, some time ago, uh, obviously, for legal reasons. She couldn't because she was, you know, appealing it. But now that she has issued um, an apology, Cardi might be satisfied, right? Yeah, you know she doesn't want to pay. I wouldn't want to, let me tell you, I don't want to pay either. I, I would not want to pay. But at the same time, you know, when you run in your mouth, oh, you know what she said that I thought was so funny? She said, talk about writing a check that you can't cash. Oh, talk about your mouth writing a check that you can't cash. Yes, Tasha, and I hope you have learned your lesson on that because that is exactly what has happened, to, to spread that rumor like that. And I think, here's what I think too. I think it's going to change how people are moving. I think that other bloggers and other, other folks in that industry will be very careful about the things that they say because Cardi has now set the tone that people aren't playing. I did another, um, this wasn't on today's docket, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. I did a story on TikTok um, about a month ago with 50 Cent. 50 Cent had, had a lawsuit against the shade room for defamation because 50 Cent, he took a picture with the owner of this med spa down in Miami. And, um, and the, the med spa has penile enhancement services. The shade room reposted the picture with a cucumber emoji next to it, which you know, insinuating that 50 Cent was there to get penile enhancement um, surgery. Y'all know 50 don't. Y'all already know 50 Cent does not play that. You What you're not going to do is play a game with him, okay? Because he will sue you and he will come after you. And that's exactly what he did. So he sued the shade room and he sued he sued the owner of the med spa as well. He sued both of them. They reached the settlement. The lawsuit has gone away. Of course, we don't know what the details of the settlement are. But I'm just saying that I think we're going to start to see a lot more of that because celebrities are people too. And what you can't do just because you're you know, hiding behind this journalistic blogger um, identity, say things that are just completely the eggplant. What did I call it? A cucumber? You're right. It's an eggplant, not a cucumber. Um, yeah, so you what, what you're not going to be able to do is just continue to do that. So I think that for Cardi, it's the principle. And maybe she just wants to make, you know, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see whether she actually continues to pursue to try to, to collect on the judgment or not. OK, so that's number one on the docket today, jurors. I, let me know. What do you think? Do you think that four million dollars is a bit excessive? That's what, you know, the jurors over on TikTok felt like. Yes, Tasha was wrong. Yes, Cardi had a right to sue her, but $4 million seems a bit hard.
I don't know. It's easy for us to say it's not our reputation, right? So let me know what, what you think in the comments about that. Is it, is it, is, was that too harsh? Okay. Next on our docket, what has Jay-Z told us y'all? Jay-Z told us that no one wins when the family feuds. And I guess our good old friends, the Isley brothers haven't heard that song. Okay. Because this week on the docket, the Isley brothers are fighting over the Isley Brothers trademark. Can you believe it? Now the Isley Brothers, I can remember as a child, they were my father's, my father had been listening to them long before I was even born. So the Isley Brothers have been around a long time. And so the fact that there had never been any deciding factor or nothing in writing about the Isley Brothers trademark just blows my mind. So in 2021, there was a, um, there, uh, the younger brother, think it's Ron. Ron filed to trademark the Osley brothers. And Rudolph, who's the older brother, is suing him <laughs> and saying that no, he he shouldn't get to do that, that they're that they have an agreement um within the group about being 50-50 partners and splitting all profits 50-50. So I'm just like, wow, they didn't talk about this. The agreement doesn't say that you know, who is to own the trademark, who's to own the IP, who can file, who can't. And so two brothers are fighting over this um, over this trademark. So um, one of the things that I want to point out about this is that when you go into business with anybody, your mama, grandma, your cousin Pookie, uh, your best friend from the crib, your best friend from your sandbox buddy, your brother, your sister, whoever, have a writing, have a written document that says who is doing what, who gets the right to do what, and be very specific about the IP. I tell people this all the time. Intellectual property is the most valuable asset that any of us have. It's the most valuable. And it is most of the time these disputes that we see come down to the IP. And, um, and so that's what's happening with the Odyssey Brothers right now is that They've been, this group has been around for decades and there's been, I don't know if there's been no conversation, but there's been no resolution as to who is going to own the IP. I typically recommend that when you have that, that the entity should own it, not one person. And so that is what is happening. Um, Rudolph is, is not happy at all that his brother has filed to trademark the name of their, of their group. And so it's going to be very interesting for the judge that gets this. And I wish I could be in a courtroom to see, because I want to see the agreement. I want to know what does their agreement say? What is the, what does the agreement say? Now, certainly they have a publishing deal that, that is 50, 50, and they've got all of the, the um, other parts of their IP have been addressed. I'm sure uh, for, for this long, right? That's the question is how is it that they have never, it's never come up about, um, about, the trademark that, that nobody said to me, that's something that should have been done like very, very early on. Like who can profit off this name and how do we get to 2021? And there is no trademark for the Ossie brothers. So um, that's, an, that's another one that I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching. I will keep you um, informed for sure. As we look um, at what's going to happen with that. I really hope, you know, I'm sure that when it comes to families feuding like that, that's just, stressful is bad enough that we have to, to to fight with i think that when whenever we're dealing with families um you know we don't want our 
family business um, in the streets, right? It's bad enough that you have to fight within your industry or whoever that has wronged you. So I, it's my hope that um, that the Isaac brothers will come to a resolution and they will figure out um, the best way to handle that because I, I just hate to see families fighting. And, you know, I am a believer. Um, I can't remember how I joined. I think it was IG. Oh, no, I don't think you, I think you're on, you're on Facebook to me and you're not on IG. I'm back, I'm back live on Instagram though. I think what, when the phone rang, um, that, that uh, messed it up. Okay, so the last thing on the docket today, jurors, is I'm sure you've probably heard, or maybe you haven't heard, about the lawsuit um, that uh, Nicole Gilbert Daniels is filing. She is a former member of the group of the R&B group Brownstone, and she filed a lawsuit against stars and some executives because she's saying that the the, the show that comes on Stars P Valley, she's saying that it is really a complete ripoff of her stage play, which is called Soul Kittens Cabaret. Now she released this way back in 2011. Um, and so, you know, before you say, oh, it's probably just a coincidence, let me give you a little bit of the background and some of the facts. So um, basically, Miss um, Miss Gilbert Davis, Nicole, she actually pitched a story um, exactly like the, the, the storyline that is in Pea Valley, to some executives in Hollywood at Lionsgate, which is also tied up in this lawsuit. And they declined to pick it up. And later, you know, I think 2019, 2020, when P Valley debuts, she says, well, wait a minute. Now this looks a little too familiar. This looks exactly like um, my thing. And I just said, oh my goodness. So she has filed a lawsuit against them. She initially filed the lawsuit in Georgia, which is where she is. And a judge ruled this week that, um, that, that, that case should not be heard in Georgia. Georgia is not the proper place and it's being moved to California. So, um, we'll be watching that one as well. I do think I, I can understand why for her, um, she would want it to be in Georgia. That's where she's from. That's where she's known. Uh, she, the justice wasn't convinced on a lot of her arguments for why Georgia was the best venue. She talked about, you know, a lot of witnesses and she named some witnesses that, you know, knew about her, um, her play and knew that she had created it. But the judge just said, well, that's, that's nice. They know about it, but those witnesses aren't that valuable to helping a judge or jury decide whether or not these defendants owe you money, right? So I think that basically the judge is saying, well, the witnesses, um, the most important witnesses or the witnesses that are going to be um, bring the most um, value are probably in California. And so that is why the court um, feels that California is the best place. I can understand if I'm her and her legal team, I wouldn't necessarily want to be in Hollywood, right? Because you're talking about um, Lionsgate, you're talking about stars, you're talking about a lot of um, producers, directors, well-known people there. And so you're kind of in on their turf. Um, so I think that that may be why, but the judge has ruled that it cannot be held in Georgia. So they are going over to the West Coast and that's where the case will get started. So I will be watching that one as well. Um, jurors, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for joining me for the docket this week. I'm going to do this every week and make sure um, that I'm giving, keeping you all in the loop of what's going on in the entertainment world, 
how it affects us in our lives and our worlds. And even if it don't, if we just want to be nosy, you know what, what the celebrities are fighting about and how IP is showing up there, then I will be bringing you that as well. Okay. So thank you all so much for joining me. Let me know in the comments if you enjoyed this and is there something else that you've heard that you want me to talk about um, as well? Because I will definitely add that um, to next week's docket. Okay. Thank you all so much. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to buildyourowntablepodcast.com to connect with me. I'm Nakia Gray. I'll see you next time.